When I found out I was gonna be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. I'm Brittany. And we are for Color Nerds. Yes, the show where, you know, we just, what is it? We're the. (laughs) (laughs) the So you don't get tired. The conversations that Bucky will have when white people are not in the room. But we record them. Yes, and put them on the internet and share them with all of you. I'm glad you could remember that, Brittany. (laughs) You know, what you been up to? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been, you know. I've been I've been on the move, uh, you know. Had some changes. You seem like you're like a jackal. I mean, no, I just been. I feel like I've been like a jet setter. I, I like I took one trip. And I feel like I've been popping around the country. Yeah. Uh, but no, I went home for a little bit. Oh. Um, yeah. Sad occasion. Uh, you know, I lost someone. Uh, lost my grandmother. Sorry. But um, but you know, as the situation, you know, typically. Uh, Evolves, you know. You go home, you see family. You had a good time up. with your extended family. Oh man, I saw some of my cousins. You did see some of your cousins. Like I hung out with some, of, like some of my like real deal. Hadn't seen them since we was like running around like um, with super soakers yeah. in the yard, cousins, and like we like <laughs> we kicked it real, real hard, and it was awesome. Also, got some spent some time with my niece Alyssa. Mm. She like actually requested to kind of be on the show. Uh, I told her, like, you you know, she thinks she's grown. But I was like, you actually kind of need to be, to be grown to do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I might try to figure out some way to bring her on the show later. We, you know, we might have to just not cuss for, like, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. See. I can I can keep it together. But, yeah, no, it was it was great. I got to really spend some time with family and, uh, and catch up with them mm-hmm. and uh, see Memphis very briefly. You know, mm-hmm. I was, like, in and out over, like, a couple days. But. Um, it was great, and then I came back, and actually, actually, I mean, I started a new gig. You know, congratulations! Thank I'm you. very happy for you. Thank I'm you. very happy for you. It's, it's nice. It's been really nice so far. You so. do actually seem, even though I know you're very tired, you seem um, it's just more, you know, what? Yeah. yeah, like less turned up. Like you don't seem like before. I just imagine you just like seem like someone could just snap a pencil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just constantly just snapping pencils with your bare fingers. Yeah, like I you mean, need glove fingers to snap pencils, but. I mean, I am super tired, and like I, I'm, I am kind of crotchety. But yeah. in this particular moment, you know, I had a little coffee. I'm like, overall, I'm feeling good. Yeah, you don't sound like you're gonna kill me, which is normal. <laughs> normally, yeah. when I see you, I feel like it's like just murder on sight. I mean, you know, give it time. Give it time. It's I, actually we haven't been together that long. This I morning. know. <laughs> it's gonna say so, we haven't been together that long. <laughs> so things could change. Things it could always change. Yeah. So what you been up to? Um, I mean, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah, you have. I've been traveling. Why have a lot. you been traveling, Brittany? Uh, well, I got a new job, so like now I work for Gimlet Media. Do and, you? Yeah, I do work for Gimlet Media. Congratulations! I'm working, thank you, and I'm working on something there that we'll you know share when it's ready. And yeah. Down, you know, in a, in a minute. But part of that, I've been on tour with Pop Up Magazine, which I think yes. I mentioned in the last episode. So like, it's cool. It's like this live journalism event. Mm-hmm. It's like it sucks because like by the time this comes out, <laughs> I think like probably it's probably gonna be over. I think it's over, gonna be over. Right? Yeah, I think, right. I think the last episode, like not the last episode, the last show is happening in Brooklyn like the day that this drops. Gotcha. Um, and that's been sold out since before they even added me. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been cool. It's it's been really cool. I got to go to I did one. We did one show in L. A. We did two in San Francisco. Wow. And this coming week, I'm going to well, which will be the last week by the time this comes out. I will be in Portland and Seattle. 
Um, which I'm excited because I have I have friends in literally all of these cities yeah. that I never get to see because I have been broke for approximately <laughs> ever since like I like I've been I was very been fortunate broke for a minute. I've been, bro- I've been broke for a smooth <laughs> I've been broke for a smooth minute. Yeah, no, so I have been able to see these people, so it's cool I've been able to see them and travel for work, which has been awesome. Um, but when I tell you I'm tired as a motherfucker. Yeah. I cannot, like, and also I was on these, and I got sick a couple weeks ago, so I was on the antibiotics. I'm still, so I'm been, still getting over that. Like, yeah. You know, I think anytime you travel, like, you've you been a traveling bug. a lot, you get a little, like, Yeah, man. and little, you just, you know, your immune system is weak because yeah. you just ain't been sleeping that much. And, like, I just been, like, like, I've been giving people Don Draper face where, like, I've been on, like, mm-hmm. a 20-second delay. Anytime somebody asks me a question, the response is actually crazy even than I anticipated. So I was saying some shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then additionally, I'll look at them like back. They probably think that I've, they've offended me by the question. It's probably just like, <laughs> hey, do you want some coffee? I'm looking at them like giving them the Don Draper face. You know when he would show yeah. up to the office hungover and look all bewildered because he actually didn't know what the fuck was going on? I just like don't have my bearings. I'm yeah. going to get them back probably right in time for my birthday. Yeah, Coming up November 15th. Just send me some positive vibes around that time. You know, Scorpio season. By the time this episode comes out, we will be dead in the middle of Scorpio season. So get hyped. Get ready. All my Scorpios out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think about that. that It's a Fat Man Scoop song. Yo, what's your favorite (laughs) Zodiac sign? You know what I mean? It sucks because it requires like a two-syllable word. Scorpio is three syllables. But you know what? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so you know, I'm just, I'm honestly, what I'm basically saying is I'm be sleeping until my birthday. And then after that, I'm be sleeping until probably March. So um, it's been good knowing you guys. Uh, enjoy the, the ensuing delirium because it's fucking coming. So I've been, I've been very fortunate. I love my job. I love where I work. I love all the traveling I've been able to do. I love being on, on tour with Pop Up. Yeah. But I am fucking, t- I'm tired. I forgot what my sheets felt like. I got my bed the other day and I was like, damn, my sheets are nice. Yeah, well, Costco I mean, I, you didn't seem too tired. I mean, honestly, I, I think I told you this, but the last show, you know, when I was out, you did an excellent job. I was Thank like, you. Kim was fucking awesome, man. Dude, Kim was awesome. If you haven't listened to the yeah, last, last episode, episode with Kim Drew, go like, back. She's shit. You can actually stop this one because of the fact you're going back to our show. It's yeah, okay. yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> we, we condone it. Yeah, but go back and listen to that. Kim Drew is amazing. Yeah. Very, very, very smart woman. Yeah, super smart. And like, like she, you know, some people have like an aura about them where yeah. you can just like know, just see that they're just about their shit. Like, yeah. confident, super grounded, super fucking chill, very generous of spirit. Yeah. But like, like all of the new, all of, she has all of the trappings of like a new agey person, but none of the bullshit that comes yeah. with talking to a new agey person. So it was just like talking to a really wonderful, normal person. I, I mean, the thing I was really impressed with, um, she just has an amazing amount of recall. Oh, you know? shit, right? Like, she, I mean, and I, I can imagine from, like, running the Tumblr, like, and doing as long as she has, mm-hmm. um, you get exposed to, like, such a wide variety of, mm-hmm. you know, um, artists and people who are extremely talented. But she was, like, popping names off, yeah. you know, like, Oh, the notes, that, the, the notes for that episode, I would say, like, open them. Sometimes you can do without the notes, but the notes for that episode, I would say crack them open, because, yeah. like, like I'm Googling. pretty, yeah, I'm pretty, I try to stay up on shit like that, and she gave me a whole slew of names that I had never heard before, so yeah. that was awesome. But anyway, thanks to Kim Drew. Thanks, Kim Drew. And thank you to Brittany for, you know, make, like, being awake <laughs> thank you. at least that, that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was struggle but you know we got through um but yeah so that's what i've been up to you know i've just been you know just trying to keep it together just living just living i ain't got no kid i don't have any kids yeah i know i'm not you know not as cool as you i'm not a mom Uh, um i'm not not a mom (laughs) as far as i know this month um but yeah i uh i've been busy yeah it's good to see you though it's good to see you too you know for the most part for the most part Yeah. yeah i'm glad i have coffee Coffee always makes, like, coffee opens my receptors a bit to be able yeah. to appreciate, you You know, like, you as a person more. Just being I'll take up. that. I'll take that. Like, you know, you just, like, my, like, sometimes you fire on a lot of cylinders. I fire on, even when I'm exhausted, I'm firing probably still on 20. And, and there are only eight. Yeah. So, like, I can't always receive that. And uh-huh. I usually just respond with, like, direct aggression and anger. <laughs> uh, so, now that I've had this, you know, wonderful cafe latte. You know, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing good. It's good to see you. <laughs> oh, glad. thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. So anyway, today. Now today. We're going you know, to do something a little different. A little different. You know, we try to, we try to stay on our toes a little bit. On our toes, like Michael. 
Yeah. And, you know, they say sometimes people will keep you on your toes. They will. You know? And one thing that we don't often do, um, we get all your letters. And to be honest, in terms of the letters we've probably responded to, it's in like the 1% range. Yeah, we suck. Uh, we're pretty terrible at that. Yeah. I Like, I am sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> we are terribly sorry. And it's not because these letters are not important. No, we have, we have emails that we're supposed to write for other, to other people for probably shit we need that we yeah. haven't even. It was just like, email, we need like an email. We need like a some a magic wizard to write the email. Right. We need a chimp to write the email. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. But. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. Though. No, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, um. But no, yes, we we really struggle at at responding to emails, and we like we're really sorry. We we want and will at some point in the future, yeah, do better at that. Yeah, Uh, we we will. It probably won't be today or tomorrow. Nope. But um, we don't often share those letters on the show. No. And you know sometimes that's because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the you know letters that we receive are you know um, things that wouldn't necessarily fit within the crux of uh of the conversation that we're gonna have yeah and some of the some of the questions honestly get answered i think through the course of like episodes or yeah. the show yeah and i mean i've oftentimes you know we'll like get like you know reasonable show ideas like we'll take a piece of something that somebody said here and tie that to an article and people yeah. will be like oh you know well yeah we should do that because somebody asked us about that yeah yeah so anyway but we received an email recently that we think is worth addressing yeah on air yeah if you wouldn't mind. So, um, so we received an email from some listeners um, who live in a major American city. Yes, white listeners who live in a major American city, and they, I guess, like to 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 put it in summation. Yes. Um, due to very now very public, you know, maiming and killing of black bodies that we're all witnessing in the United States right now, um, they their uh, racism has been brought to their attention. Um, and like not just, you know, racism, like the racism that's still alive and breathing all around us, but how um, they have been on the receiving end like of, of benefits as far as like, you know, privilege, if yes, you will, privilege, if you will. So like they I think they're coming into like um, coming to terms with white privilege, their yeah. white privilege and also that their families um, have. Um, worked to keep this structure in place. Yeah. And so their thought is, is that, you know, maybe these things wouldn't happen so much or maybe this wouldn't be such an issue. Like, the, you know, that was a gaping, you know, wound of racism would not be such an issue if um, if they were to, if, integ- if there was a little bit less segregation between white mm. people and black people in the United States, specifically in major American cities. Um, you could pretty much take any American city. One of the most interesting things, and we'll have to come, I think we should do an episode about this down the line, yeah. is that I've seen since I've been in other cities is how different homelessness is. Yes. And how, yeah, how different homelessness is in different cities, depending, it could depend on the services that they offer or the weather or the climate or whatever. But racism is one of those things that is, uh, is it's kind of done differently in different, in different major cities, but yeah. segregation is like. It's pretty across the board. It's pretty across the board. And, um, and so what they would like to do is move, move themselves and their family uh, I, which I assume children. I read yeah. from the emails that like there were children involved. Um, to a predominantly black and I would say notoriously underserved. Yeah. Um, urban. 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 Yeah. Black. Black. Yeah. Uh, part of the <laughs> city, uh, of their city, is is like a way to kind of combat this to ur- break the cycle to break the cycle and to and to to you know disrupt this urban segregation. To like to dive deeper into that, there were some spe- specific questions uh, that we do want to highlight um, that were in this email. So, uh, how do we go to another neighborhood and not gentrify? How will we be received? What are some things we can do to make people feel safe and at home and not intruded upon, even though a white family is now on the block? What can we do to become a part of the community? Are we taking something away from someone who has more of a right than us if we buy a house in the neighborhood? So, I mean, when I first saw the email, I think I saw it before you did. Yeah. My first thought was like, this is out of, this is for several reasons, this is about my pay grade. Number one, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just some, you know, I'm just a young, ashy black out here trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? These really nice people have given me 
my own show on their network. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying, like, I'm not trying to fuck that up. I'm trying to pay my bills. I'm trying to keep doing this shit that we got going here. Yeah. And, you know, just live my little life and be happy, enjoy my family, enjoy my loved ones. I have no idea. Like, they're talking about buying a home. First yeah. of all. I ain't, I ain't I, there yet. <laughs> I ain't got a down I have payment. No, I have no. I wouldn't even. I've, no. I'd be scared for the credit check. Be exactly. Exactly. So, I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not in that position. Children. Partner. Like. I don't have any of these. Like, I am not qualified on so many levels to answer this question, um, let alone the fact that I am not, like, a race scholar. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a race. I've just been black for almost 30 years, almost 28 to be specific. I've been black for going on on 28 years. And I I have a a show with colored in the title. Like, (laughs) those are my credentials. Like I just read it, and then also like the these people who I who are you know th- know the show, but like yeah. I don't know them personally, exactly, and they don't know me personally. So like to be asking me for this really specific intense help, I was like, I don't know what you think I can help you with. Like yeah. you may be better off talking to like um you know Michael Eric Dyson or like your local <laughs> I don't know about loan that. officer. Yeah, I don't know about that either. <laughs> but yeah, you may be off better off reading between the world and me and yeah, like, doing a credit check on yourself. Um. Yeah. You know, getting that Experian popping, but that's all. <laughs> that's all I have for you. But I mean, I think both of us kind of set like it, this email set, like it, it set with both of us. Like both of us yeah. read it independently. And we're like, hmm. Yeah. Stepped away from it and then came back to conversation. <laughs> we're like, yeah. so. Like days apart. Yeah. And we're like, uh, you read you that think? right? Yeah. I, <laughs> and you know, and typically at that point. Like usually we would be like, so we are gonna let this one ride. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of. Uh, I think some of the best scholars of our time are very good at being like, you know, I don't need to answer every question. It's just like Kim said, <laughs> the agency <laughs> the of silence. Agency of silence. <laughs> I don't need to answer every question, and you know, because it's it's there's they're tumultuous waters sometimes, and. We, and that's the reality of it. Uh-huh. But we both did come back to this and we talked we talked a little bit more. And the truth is that's a very that like that reaction uh-huh. is okay and it's valid. Um but it's almost removed from the show a little bit, the fact that we have this platform, yeah. you know. And we both kind of I think you you put it expertly. You were like I think we should talk about it cuz I don't want them to ask some other black person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and maybe get cussed out yeah. or like, you know, it it just go very like it poorly. Seems, yeah. It seems like they have some stated goals in the email yeah. for fostering positive relationships, let's say. And you will not do that if you ask uh, a black person that you really don't know this question. On the street. Face to face. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I think we ultimately decided to take this opportunity mm-hmm. to um to address it. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> you know, like before we get into the the nitty gritty, uh-huh. I just think, you know, the larger thing I think that both of us, I think, wanted to communicate about was like these types of questions. Like there, there like you said before, there's a there, the, the conversation about racism and, you know, uh, black people's subjugation uh-huh. to that racism is more, I guess you would say, uh, prevalent and exposed than it has been in some some years. That's a good way to put it. You know, it's it's hard to it's harder to ignore now. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. And that is causing some interesting uh, reactions in people who are not black. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has. That's a, a great way. That's a great way to put. All I work of that. in communications. Yes, I mean, <laughs> so, so I. But you see, you see what I'm struggling with. We all dancing, but um, <laughs> and I think that's I think that's important, and I think that's a huge step in terms of you know progress for people to see this. Yeah, not be able to run away from it, mm-hmm. be con- like be confronted with it, and have to kind of sit in it and figure out how they feel. Yeah. But where you run into where you can run into trouble, you can run into trouble is like expecting people who 
Expecting black folks. Yes. Like, to okay. get around. I was trying yeah. to, you know. I don't know. You didn't have to step around. You would have lost me if you, <laughs> if you had made a euphemism for blacks in this conversation. <laughs> you would have lost me completely. Yeah. But no, expecting black folks to guide you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, obviously, again, we have this platform. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about issues of race. We talk about our experience in relation to, uh, you know, to white people. Yeah. You know, we talk about our, like, our relationship within black culture itself. Yeah. So, you know, it's not crazy that somebody would email us and feel like they could ask us a yeah. question. But I, I think it's important because, like, the, the reality is outside of this show, you know, I've been asked questions like this frequently yeah i get i mean you get yeah you get a fair amount even within the show we get asked questions that may not be about moving to a different neighborhood but yeah. like hi i have a doctorate and i'm teaching this course or like i'm in, you know i'm a you know an eighth grade teacher and i'm doing you know like how can i engage this with my students and i'm like yo like i pre i appreciate you asking me this question but yeah. like I there I have no experience. Yeah, we don't have the tools. No, we don't have the tools. So we get asked we get asked a lot of questions where, like, as a black person, what do you think? Like, I know I yeah. have all this experience. I know that I've been having my family for a while. Or I know that I've been teaching for a while, and that you have no children, Brittany, <laughs> and that you also have never taught shit before, Brittany. I'm not an academic. Yeah, no. none of these graduate degrees. <laughs> I would never. I would. I would never describe myself as an. Academic. I would, I, even if I went back to school. I still probably wouldn't have reason to describe myself as an academic. Yeah, like still, like we get asked a lot of questions, like assuming that we have some sort of like expertise within the context of the show and outside of the show. And that happens to a lot of black people outside of this context. Yes, it happens and to a lot. you know, I think it's important for people to understand the position that that puts people in. You know, yeah. it's on the on like the base level, it can be extremely triggering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of times. We just trying to, like you said before, you know, we just just out here trying to stay black and 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 progress from like one step to the next. Right, pay these taxes. Yeah, like we don't want no trouble. No, I don't. I never want any <laughs> we trouble. Just literally, just want to live. Yeah, like, that's it. That's it. Uh, and it can be, you know, it just takes. Sometimes these questions can just take you out of like that that small piece of piece that you yeah. have well the <laughs> other have. thing the other thing is too is that like then you feel pressure to respond not just respond but give somebody a response that's not going to be too far from what they wanted to hear yeah and then you're expected to do it politely yeah um and promptly yeah. and without complaining and that's a lot of expectation to place on a person yeah um especially somebody who probably is also looking at you like the only qualifications i have to answer this question <laughs> is the color blackness of right exactly so it's kind of like if you don't like address what somebody wanted you to talk about, like and like fulfill all of the previously stated requirements that you do it nicely, that you that it's mm-hmm. not so much different, it's not so different from what they actually want to hear. It's like if you don't do that, then you're an asshole. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And the, I mean the quick response and the response I've gotten is, but how am I supposed to learn? How am I supposed to get better? Uh, man. And, you know, the truth, the sad truth, and again, people might not want to hear this, is that ain't got shit to do do with with me. me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, and I said that, like, in a very specific way, that ain't got shit to do with me. And if you're not familiar with African-American vernacular English, um, then you wouldn't know. That was a perfectly constructed sentence. Thank you. Thank you. I am a scholar in that. (laughs) (laughs) I have have black English at home. (laughs) So, you know... It's a good book. Know, know that. Like, know that. Uh, not to say that there aren't people who you might feel comfortable with uh-huh. and if you trying have, to gain there, I would say, like, people who you have very close relationships with. Like, I have a, I have plenty of white people in my life. Yeah. Family, well, friends, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Plenty. Um, and there are people who, like, who are close enough to me and also, like, know me and also, like, know how I communicate that like they can ask me a question that maybe like if a stranger asked me I'd be pissed yeah but if they ask me then it's not really an issue do you know what I'm yeah. saying it's kind of like because because we have enough trust built up mm. together that I know where they're coming from and I know that like I don't need to be on the defensive and that even if they say something where I'm kind of like no maybe not that yeah like I know that it's not coming from a place of total cluelessness it's not coming out of a place of lack of concern for me as a human being but like yeah at the at the at the end of the day it's not my responsibility to know these things and to answer these questions for you yeah and i mean i think even to go back a little bit on what you were just saying like even with some of like with some of those friends what i, I have the same relationships but i'm like you know 
honestly, sometimes I'm not going to feel I'm not going to feel ready to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just got to roll with that. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes like sometimes, you know, you can come to me. And obviously, yeah. because of our relationship, we can we can talk and, I, you know, it's not a thing. Yeah. But sometimes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, also, too, I feel like most of the people, most white people in my life who at, who ask me questions are also people who I'm close enough with that, like, if they ask me something that's completely fucking stupid, then I can laugh in their face. And, like, yeah, and just, yeah. <laughs> like, why would you ask me that? Openly so, cackle. Yeah, openly cackle and be like, why are you asking yeah. me this ridiculous white-ass question? Yeah. And they're not going to be offended because, like, we have a previous we have, a like, relationship. A, we have a relationship. <laughs> and they also they also know the deal and they know that, like, like, part of the reason why they're asking me is because they know that, like, Something about what I think about this or something that what I've been taught about this or something that I assume about this, I know is asinine and dumb. Yeah. Can you please tell me, like, what the situation is? It's just coming from a different place. So I would say, yeah, like, all of that being said, I still want to um, – I think it's very – I think we both take very seriously that we have a platform. Exactly. And even when people ask us shit that doesn't make any sense – and we're not necessarily saying in the email that – This doesn't make sense. But, yeah, we're not necessarily saying that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What we're saying is that, like – when people send it, like we take really seriously the fact that that people trust us enough to send us stuff talk. that may be difficult for them to grasp or that they don't know who to talk to. Uh, so we appreciate that people trust us and reach out to us. And we hope that you all continue to reach out to us. Yes. Even just because some of the questions that we get sometimes are so damn crazy that um, that you would be slapped by another black person. <laughs> so you should definitely come to us first. Hey, this is Jeff Lewis from Radio Andy. Live and uncensored, catch me talking with my friends about my latest obsessions, relationship issues, and bodily ailments. With that kind of drama that seems to follow me, you never know what's going to happen. You can listen to Jeff Lewis live at home or anywhere you are. Download the SiriusXM app for over 425 channels of ad-free music, sports, entertainment, and more. Subscribe now and get three months free. Offer details apply. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Not everything in life is flexible, but at Capella University, your education can be. With our game-changing FlexPath learning format, you're empowered to fit education into your life without putting other priorities on hold. FlexPath lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them when needed. You can take courses at your own speed and move on to the next one when you're ready. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. You should understand the range of emotions and the the like the context of the things that happen yeah. when you do. Yeah. And then also too like and I know that you're going to have more to say about this, but um I say the biggest thing that that is when it comes to this question specifically that needs to be understood is that there is no outside of just like the tentacles of white supremacy. Mm. Um there is no one thing yeah. that that um that makes things that makes things for black people the way that they are in the United States. So your choices in, as an individual are not necessarily going to shake any bedrock. Yeah. As these are such large systemic problems, you actually your energy may be better served using whatever platform or audience or social group that you have that's filled with white people. Yeah. Um cuz I'm assuming that like you're trying like I'm assuming from the email that your social groups and things like that are primarily white. Your 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 talents and your passion and your compassion would be better served if you were to have anti-racist conversations and have anti-racist dialogue within your own social groups. 
And this is a departure. Yeah. And we talked about this pretty briefly before we came into the studio yeah. today. This is a bit of a departure. We typically don't talk to white people when we do the show. No, shows like not when for white people. It's I mean it's in the title. It's four colored nerds. <laughs> like it's straight true. up. And you we know, yeah, and literally the billboard is like the conversations that black people have when white people are not, not in the room. Yeah. Now we're completely aware that white people are listening. We want you to listen. We I appreciate would, it. Right, I, have, I have a job because white people listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. So you know, don't don't think that we're not trying to no. to take you away, but um, or to push you away rather. No. But it's important for us to craft a space where we can dissect our culture and you know our relationship to other cultures mm-hmm. and be comfortable. And a lot of times it feels it's it's. Mm, it feels weird to us to to center whiteness in that conversation. Yeah. So we talk to black people. So mm-hmm. that is a departure from what's happening right now. Yeah. Um. So right. So within this email, you know, you want to know what you can do to combat gentrification. And what Brittany so expertly communicated is that gentrification is a result and a force of a shit ton of factors. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Many, can, many of which are out of all of our pay grades are like yeah. policy or like war booty from 1776 or 1865. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's 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 deep. Not which is not to say that you shouldn't care. Yeah, you should care. And what Brittany is saying is you should care so much that in white spaces, in spaces of your social group, because this person is white, they identify themselves as white. I think uh-huh. it's fair to say that. Yeah, it's important for you to have these conversations and support support black people and anti-racist thought Mm -hmm. within those spaces because you thinking like this is great. You thinking, I want to end racism. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like the fact that black people are dying um, is a is a problem. Is a problem, (laughs) is, is an unfair system and that needs to change, is extremely important. Telling us is, you know, it's great. We say, it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy you feel that. I'm way. I'm so happy you feel that way, and I I agree. Yeah, we I also like ice cream. I'm sure we also agree on that. Yeah, but there are so many more white people. Yeah, who don't agree with us. Yeah. Not given an us in this scenario, you know, yeah. uh, who don't agree with us, who don't share these beliefs, who don't think that we need to change. They're policy in your families. In they're in your workplaces. Um, they're in your churches your and synagogues, your friend groups. Like they are, ev- they're everywhere. Like if you just open up your phone right now, you scroll through the names. Ninety-five percent of the motherfuckers think some racist shit right now, and you should talk to them. Yeah, talk to them because that is how that change, you know, will will spread. And again, that change is a a belief system change. Hopefully, you know, a lot of people changing their beliefs will add up to some policy change yeah. at some point. You yeah, know? but. That is that's the important way of how you can combat these things. If it's maybe, a, maybe it also it would affect like what you know. I mean, and this is like and this is like a very these are very tiny things, but like they can also like they affect like how things happen. Like you, know, your schools. Like if you have yeah. children, it seems like these people have children. Yeah. If you have children that are school age or about to be school age, like imagine if you like made sure if you like worked with teachers about their curriculum, which yeah. is something that my mother had to do a lot. Or like work on talking to teachers after the after the curriculum already fucked me up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're much better served by like mo- like keeping like your talents within your community to work with those people um, than you would um, p- potentially moving to the hood. Yeah, the hood. And also, not only that, like it's not like it doesn't like that small change doesn't it's like a, it's a it's a, it's a drop in the, it's a drop in a bucket that doesn't even necessarily help anything yeah um at least like if you work within your own people like that's a drop in the bucket but that's like a good drop in the bucket so i actually went to go uh see Tanasi Coates date um, night yeah wonderful date, date night date night is <laughs> so Tanasi Coates date night jesus christ talk about steep in a goddamn struggle but yeah right yeah but uh, Kyle and I went to go see Ta-Nehisi Coates. He uh, did a book signing and a talk at uh, St. Joseph's College, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Wonderful. And someone actually asked almost this exact same question. How do we combat gentrification? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we stop gentrification? You know, you live in, you lived in Harlem. You know, I think now he lives in Paris. But, uh, which, 
coming up. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you lived in Harlem. How do we stop gentrification, right? Wait, I thought, wait, I didn't know he moved to Paris. I thought they just were there for a little while. I didn't think they moved there. The way they phrase it. This is the Tana, 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 Tana gossip. Right. The way. Tana gossip. <laughs> the way they phrased it, uh, he moved to Paris and he didn't combat that, that oh, okay. assertion. Well, so damn. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, the, and he had a, he had a quick response and then he went on. Uh, and the quick response was fucking awesome. And it relates to what? It relates to, you know, what we just said. Um, he said, the thing that you can do to stop racism is to support uh, reparations. Yeah. Support reparations for black people. Yeah. Straight up. And then he went into explaining that. And, you know, people often balk. And that's the reason why he wrote the his yeah. fucking article, the yeah. case for reparations. Yeah. He made a case for reparations. But um, people often balk at the notion that, you know, we should devote some sort of monetary compensation um, to addressing the like the ridiculously like intricate system of white supremacy and racism in this country like mm-hmm. Brittany described it as like tentacles from you know an octopus or a squid but those they're limited like eight you know like yeah. an actual animal. <laughs> like it's it's crazy how like detail like deep this shit goes and how it spreads to every like almost every system that uh we experience in every this country. system it is every single one and so he's like you know honestly if you had to make a comparison to a basketball game, he's like, we're in the uh, we're in the last like two minutes of the fourth quarter. He was like, it's been there's been, you know, like three and three, you know, and three quarters more game that happened before this. Uh-huh. Like the system is already set up and it's rigged against the people who you know might want gentrification to end it's a force there have already been so many decisions that have yeah. happened to spread and to support inequality that there isn't any one thing you can do yeah. right now to to stop that it's a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. but if you support and in the way he phrased it, I think is important because it also comes back to he said if you support reparations he didn't say go to black people and say I support reparations <laughs> support and advocating for reparations means talking to other white people yeah you know what I'm saying maybe even if the opportunity ever developed to maybe vote for some legislation that might support it as well or suggest that to a congressperson and if white people maybe do that in mass maybe uh-huh. in one, one day yeah maybe. yeah. Um, a Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe then the system could change. Yeah. Inequality and the wealth gap is so deep. <sighs> wealth gap. That even if you, let's say all white people stopped moving to Bed-Stuy, you know, Flatbush, East yeah. New York, Harlem. They haven't, but okay. You know, let's say they, they did. Yeah. That doesn't mean yep, that. that those communities are going to flourish and be yeah. fine as a result. You know what I'm saying? Because they still don't have access to resources that Americans have designated that they should be provided, you know, within the within our Constitution. Access to you know, life, liberty, <laughs> pursuit of happiness. Yeah, all that shit. you know what I'm saying. Like you, you don't have that in you know in the projects. You don't have it. No, in the and projects. Not, not only that. Like even if like white people never moved to like these like um, these urban areas that were once destitute or are destitute now and are, are shifting or whatever. The thing is, is that our system like white supremacy is so fucked up that like Eric said, like people don't care about black folks and brown folks living in the projects, but you let a white person with a child, not even necessarily just single white people, because sometimes single white people move in and nothing nothing really happens. You make yeah. it a coffee shop, but the shit changes when white people with young children move in. Yep. White people with young, like, look at fucking Park Slope. Mm-hmm. Park Slope looks like babies are us. The entire thing. And, like, it used to be Park Slope was something else maybe, like, 30 years ago. But, like, white people with children, like, are the only things that can ever shift the needle. Like, white families are the, like, that's how fucked up whites, which also, like, it even speaks more white families. It even speaks more, like, changing the quality of life in the country. Like, I mean, that's, there's so much in that. There's, like, patriarchy in that. There's heteropatriarchy in that. There's, like, fucking normative family, you know, nuclear, all this kind of shit. There's all that shit in there. But, like, yeah, like, that's how fucked up our, like, fucked up the United States is, is that, like, it doesn't even... And probably I would have to guess the rest of the world. It like white like the white family, the nuclear white family, upwardly mobile nuclear white family is like the only thing that is valued if you look at our policies. Yeah. So, you know, honestly to come back to that, like 
at the end of the day, if you want to move to the hood, you're going to move to the hood. There's yeah. nothing anybody can really do about that. No. And, you know, honestly, I don't know how much that's going to really change because it's not just about you. It's about, you know, everyone else who decides to do that as well. Yeah. To come back to your questions real quick. Yes. You know, um, how do we go to another neighborhood and not gentrify? You can't. You can't. I don't know that you can do that. It's bigger than you are. Yeah. Especially if you have children. Congrats. It is what it is. How will you be received? I have no fucking clue. Probably not that well. We don't live in we don't live in the city that you live in. Yeah, and um, not even gonna lie, I wouldn't move to the hood in the city. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have anything to prove. I don't. I would not move to the hood in the city that you live in. And yeah. I'm black, and I don't think I would be well received. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know really what you could do about that. Yeah. Let's see. What was the next question? Um. What are some things we can do to make people feel safe and at home and not intruded upon, even though a white family is now on the block? Give millions of dollars to their therapy bills. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, you you can't. You can't do anything. And yeah. And it's it's not about you as an individual. Like decent we've said this before, decenter yourself. Yeah. Like it's not about like when people see you on the block. When people, I imagine they will see you on the block, they're not just seeing you, they're seeing a trend. They're seeing a force, like mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Or like we just mentioned, they're seeing the overall system yeah. changing against them. So, or not even like seeing it. Like we always see it, but they're seeing a, a, a reminder, yeah. like a, pers- a personified reminder. Yeah. So like there is nothing you can really do. What do we do to become a part of the community? Honestly, like we said before, I don't know. We're we not in know. that community. We don't live in that community. We don't know. We have no clue. We have no idea. Are we taking something away from someone who has more of a right than us if we buy a house in that neighborhood? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then not only that, like, okay, so let's let's like roll this back a little bit because I, I think I see there. where you're going. Yeah, that's that like that question and I don't of think a right. That, yes, of a right. I that question. There's a lot going on there. So it's like, um, having a right to be somewhere is not even a way that my brain is wired to think number mm. one mm. Um, because you know what I'm saying I see where you're going yeah right, well I mean I go a couple places so like the, having a right to be somewhere is not is not so the only thing that I can do is take up space unapologetically that's it that's all yeah. I can do that's like that's all that's all the training that I have that's the best that's me operating on on 10 as we like to say yeah that's me operating on 10 but still most people don't even have the, the, the freedom with which to do most black people specifically black women don't have the freedom with which to do that so so having a right to be somewhere is not even something that I even think about. Not only that, think about where you're, where you're trying to move. Where you're trying to move is a community that you recognize and that we recognize because we know where y'all live. Um, is, like I said earlier, not just criminally underserved, but notoriously underserved, yeah. which I use notoriously because everybody in the country knows that the community that you're trying to move in is fucked. It's one of the most fucked. It's one of those. It's fucked. been that way for a long for a time. Long there have been time. studies, like yes. literal, like federal studies. studies not only right? that, there have been doing federal studies. I, trust me, because I just went to the Great Migration like thing, so y'all can figure out it's not in the fucking South. But they've been doing, um, they've been doing studies on this particular city. It's 2015, almost 100 years. There yeah. have been like documented. So think about the undocumented ones. But for 100 years, there have been documented race riots that required studies in this part of this city that you were looking to move into now. So, like, notoriously underserved. It almost makes me nervous that you think that that someone who looks like me has the has the right to be there. Because that almost mm. means, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, like, it seems like, like, I don't, I just, I just think that, I just think that they deserve more than that. And you... Assuming that like uh, that someone who looks like me has more of a right to be in this scorched earth. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To occupy this piece of scorched earth, that is not the way that you want to go about thinking about this. Mm. Like at the end of the day, all people want, and I don't want to speak for the black people where you are. I don't want yeah. to speak for any other, honestly, any other black people other than my goddamn self. Yeah. But I all I want is like a a place to a place to live that is, you know, like most people, not too far from my job. Um, that allows me and my family security and safety where my children can be educated without me having to donate my bone marrow repeatedly and, you know, to be able to have certain things like have my city services work on a regular basis and also to be able to, to trust have, those city services. To trust those city Trust me, I'm from 
the Detroit area. I used to work for the city of Detroit. City services is a high ass mess. It's 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 not you know, and not only that, like there's in, in Detroit specifically. I don't know, and probably I'm assuming also the city that you're talking about, like being able to depend. I'm glad you said that. You can't even depend on city services because it has been policy whether like codified or not, it's been policy, even if it's unspoken, to not even pick up trash as often in those neighborhoods. Yeah. In Philadelphia, there's, I mean, there's still an ongoing issue where, you know, people in black neighborhoods cannot get trash picked up in the wintertime. Yeah, oh, in, you have to call. In Brooklyn now, yeah. to be straight up. You have to call to get your trash. It, it doesn't make any, like, if I'm paying taxes as a citizen, I shouldn't have to call to get my trash picked up because I paid for it. So, like, yeah, so, so assuming that, that's that someone who looks like me feels like they have a right to be in that space. I I bet I bet that that person doesn't even want, if if you don't want to be there. Why the fuck do you think I would want to be there? Do yeah. you know what I mean? See, I don't mean to curse at you. Again, here I am apologizing for my tone. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't and police Jesus yourself. Christ, no, <laughs> don't police yourself. Safe yeah, space. Why, like you can't you can't. It's 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 erroneous to to assume that black people want to be where we are. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. And it's interesting because so many other episodes that we've had, so many other episodes, this is giving me such a throwback to so many, like obviously the justification one, yeah. but other ones too. Um, but like, we, the same things that you want for your family, we want for our families and we want for the, for how you know we get to live. And that doesn't require living in the hood. It does require feeling also emotionally safe and like you're safe from racial discrimination and yeah. like you're safe from um, just like outward like outward demonstrations of racism in your everyday life. Like I would like to live safe, free from free from that. There's a, you know, there's two types of violence. There's the violence of like interpersonal racism and there's the violence of institutional racism. Yeah. And some, and a lot of time, honestly, frankly, uh, my black ass is used to the violence of institutional racism. Yeah. Um, and I've been, we've talked about that. Yeah. We've talked about that. So like, I'm used to that. I would like, you know, part of why black people like to live around each other is so that we can be free from the additional violence of interpersonal racism. Yeah, like uh, outside of that and outside of people being able to live where they can afford, there's nothing really that's keeping us in the hood. Trust and believe. Yeah. There's nothing really that's keeping us there. So don't think that somebody else has more of a right to live in a – so don't assume that somebody else feels that they have more of a right to live in a certain community than you do. Some people may feel that way. Some people may feel like my family's from here. They've been here for – we've been here for 100 years. I should be able to buy a house on this block, and you buying this house scoops me out. But there are also going to be a a ton of other black people who feel – like, you know, who feel like – I don't want to fucking be here. So why do you assume that I would? Why do you yeah. assume that I do? Why do you assume you're taking something from me? Yeah. And there's also a whole bunch of other shades of emotion in between those two thoughts yeah. and outside of those two thoughts. As many black people as there are, as many opinions on this as there are, and you should keep that in mind that you're not necessarily taking something from somebody else. It's and some people may feel that way, but a lot of people may not. And also, it's very interesting. Just saying to you, Eric, that we. Um, Remember we had, you know, Matt, remember, I think it was episode 16 or 17, Exploring Whiteness. Yeah. And I think for children we talked about, like, we weren't sure how that would work out. Yeah. But adults, um, I think I think adult white people should be talking to each other. Yeah. I think that, like. Totally. I think they should be talking to each other. And, and I mean, a lot of it is, you know, it's, you don't need, don't seek the validation from us. Yeah. You know, like, it's so much more important. For you to go, for you to go there, have those conversations, make them difficult. Yeah, like it's it's you know I imagine it was difficult to write this email. Yes. I imagine it was difficult to yeah. write this email. I don't think that's a leap, and I imagine that you feel probably like it seems there seems to be some some guilt there, you yeah. know. And I think that's that's a not necessarily. It's weird to say I think that's a good thing, but it is. Well, it is to a certain degree, yeah. and you know. Not to say that you did something personally, but to understand the ramifications of history yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. I understand them. Yes. I don't feel good about it. No. You know, so now it's important for other people to understand that. Because if people, because people don't understand the context of history. They don't understand the context of, like, policy. They don't understand, how, like, what people are actually going through. So you coming to the people, you talking to the people who know does not does not like entice progression no but if you go to your spaces and you advocate do the hard work yes like do the hard work argue with somebody you know what i'm saying like because when they see you get mad they're not 
as afraid as if they see me get mad. Well, and also, too, it's like they're looking at someone who they feel is their own kind, telling some tell, They value some your sh- opinion. They value your opinion. Also, you're telling them some shit that, like, they're like, I didn't know people like me thought this. And you might be able to break it down in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I can't, yeah. but that doesn't process in someone who doesn't look like me. Yeah. So you have access to a different set of cultural tools yeah. that might be able to actually make this message penetrate because clearly it's not fucking getting through. So like, go talk to your white friends. Talk to your like talk white to your family. family. You know what I'm saying? Don't, Thanksgiving. Yeah, don't relent. Do not relent. We can't. No. So why should you be able to? It's going to be difficult. They might never listen. Mm-mm. But, the, but like I feel like that too. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mom. I have a good job now. <laughs> but no, regardless of that. But you know what I'm saying? Like continue, do the hard work because that's the only way. In my opinion, and I mean in a lot of people's, that these things will actually begin to shift, and that shift is probably going to be really slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we might not see it. You might not see it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not important for you to do that. Yeah. Um. What's less important is for you to be focused on moving to the hood. Yeah. That's not that's not really it's not really the move. Like right now, I think well, Eric made Eric may mention that it probably was difficult for you to write this email. It's probably difficult for you to listen to this episode. Oh, not, yeah. and, and people who didn't even write this email. It's and it's probably, probably going to be some people mad. Yeah. It's probably going to be some people mad. But like the thing is, is like, think about this. What you're getting. Like, OK, so I'm going to I'm going to give you guys some therapy speak. <laughs> Because I I am always do I'm always steeped in therapy and personal development. But um right now what you're probably experiencing is like you if you feel angry I want you to like like there like there are four things I always do whenever I'm feeling kind of ratcheted up I do a halt examination. Am mm-hmm. I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? So like if you've eaten, you've slept, let's say you've gotten enough like interpersonal connection recently, you're likely very angry. Um, if you're angry or you're mad, I I think that probably a, a common source of anger um, or is is um, discomfort. Mm. And if we've made you feel uncomfortable, sometimes that's not a bad thing when you're exercising. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and you're lifting a new set of weights or it's if you're hard. running a little bit, it's hard. You feel uncomfortable. But that's also really good for your muscles. If you are something, I just had a conversation with a friend the other day about emotional vulnerability and entering a relationship. It's sometimes it's it, it, I think, you know, as um, I can't remember who said it originally. It might have been the specials, but it also could have. But I know MIA covered it. But she was like, you know, it takes a muscle to fall in love. Okay, so you it we're getting used to being um, the discomfort of of exposing yourself to another person and getting used to them being vulnerable in turn. There's a lot of discomfort in that, but also lots of growth in a beautiful yeah. relationship. What you're experiencing right now is the discomfort of like being called out. Yeah, and being called out is uncomfortable. I've been called out by by folks on Twitter or people who have emailed uh, me articles for things that I said that may have been that were not as sensitive as they could have been. Whether yeah. it be about um, people who are differently abled or transgender community, just being called out is uncomfortable because it kind of it shows you where you fucked up, where you where you got me fucked up. It shows you points to that, to that exact location on a map. And you might not you might not even agree. You might not even agree, but like the discomfort of 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 finally recognizing racism does not, I want you to repeat this to yourself. The discomfort of acknowledging racism never compares to the pain that results from the violence of experiencing racism. So you may feel angry because I've made you feel uncomfortable and I've made you maybe second guess some of your thoughts, feelings and actions that you've held in the past or do feel presently. But like you, your discomfort as as uncomfortable as you feel right now, um, not only like the the pain of racism feels so much worse. And what's worse than that is that like I'm used to it. Yeah. So like this is new for you. Yeah, this is new for you. You're also feeling you're also feeling discomfort because this is like a new concept and in like your your mind and your life are gonna have to stretch to be able to accommodate it if you so choose. Again, if you so choose. I you don't have, have a that choice. choice. <laughs> right. Um so like I, I'm not sorry if you feel uncomfortable. It, this is a good thing. I think, I think yeah. you're 100% right. And I, I, and I hope thing, and I hope people don't think, I, you know, well, honestly, I don't give a fuck. I was going to say I hope people don't think this comes off as patronizing. But, you know, like, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Um, no. But, <laughs> I don't but I do want people to know, like, this is, like, this is some genuine shit. Like, you know, there are times where, like, it's fun. Straight up, I'm going to be as open as I possibly can. There's times when it can be fun to, like, rib 
white people. Every black person, like, enjoys that. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is ultimately very serious, though. This email referenced Trayvon Martin's mm-hmm. death. That is a, like, that is a person. That's somebody's child. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are real repercussions to what is actually happening in our country. So, like, if you ultimately don't feel like you can muster the courage to uh to like accept what we're saying and then maybe make a decision that might be uncomfortable in the future mm-hmm. for um, you repeatedly for you repeatedly in spaces that you haven't experienced that discomfort before yeah I don't really give a fuck because you ain't real and you ain't woke in the first place. So, like, think well, about that. Well, then also you should move to the hood also. You definitely should move <laughs> to should the hood because you're not going to be able to run away from that shit and you got a mortgage. Yeah. So, like, consider all of those things within the context of, like, what you're looking to do and and yeah. put your put your child in. Yeah, put your child because, like, it ain't just you. You're making decisions for people that aren't just you making your tra- decisions for, like, an entire family. So, yeah, so that's how we feel about that. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, thank you for your email. No, I appreciate, we appreciate <laughs> like, your candor. for real. Like, and it was a very, like, it was a very open email, you know. It was clearly vulnerable in a certain degree. We, you know, we could have taken this, op- and we could, we could have aired you out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And, again, we appreciate that trust. Mm-hmm. It's something that we do value. But we have, like, I think, what people also appreciate from us is a degree of honesty. Yes. <laughs> you know, that uh that you might not get somewhere else. Yes. Also, if we can stop maybe these questions uh from getting to a Other. black person that yes, is that gonna you know. trigger. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh then I feel like, you know, we've done our job in this particular case. Yes. Does that mean if we, we get a flood of emails from our our wonderful white listeners, yeah. um, that we're going to take this opportunity to explain them, you know, in future episodes? I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily count on that. Yeah. Uh, because again, I do want to like remind our audience that this is a bit of a departure from what yeah. we um, envision the show. Yeah. Although being. I will say, I do think that maybe for, um, in this conversation today, we did. I think it's possible we provided, especially maybe even younger listeners, mm-hmm. with some tools that to they be need able to to be yeah. able to navigate these conversations. So I don't think it was a complete loss. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good. Glad I had my coffee today. I know. I'm, I had some of your coffee today. <laughs> you did. It was good, right? Yeah. It actually wasn't bad. It had a lot lattes. of milk in it. It was so weird, yeah. though. But it I mean, did, I took a lactate. That's the sad thing. I took a lactate I know, before I, I drank this coffee. <laughs> I need one. I need one after drinking it. <sighs> but uh, as we always say, thank yeah. you so much We do. And we, for we listening. Like, thank you for listening. We appreciate the fact that you guys have reached out to us, all of you who've written us. Yeah. And, um, and we appreciate, again, the fact that, like Eric said, that you trust us to be honest with you. Just, uh, you know, just, you know, with the stuff we said today, like, I would say really keep this shit in mind. Yeah. Like, really, really, really think, keep this shit in mind. And share it with somebody who you think can handle it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and I don't say that just because I want, you know, an extra, like, listen on my show. Like, yeah. We ain't got no advertisers. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking matter. So, like, you know, if you think there's somebody who could maybe benefit from hearing something like this, share that. Or, or, or again, go talk to that person. Yeah. Uh, communicate. You know, make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, talk about what's really happening. Yeah. <laughs> Wake somebody up. Wake somebody up. Like, uh, who's who's waking people? Was it Lawrence Fishburne? Wake, yeah, yeah. School days. School days. Wake up. Um, did you? I'm trying to think. Did you have anything else that was on your mind? Wait, what are you saying? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just in such a. I just realized what I'm about to do after I leave here. And um, I just want to talk about. I mean, are you excited about anything? What you talking about? Are you excited about anything? Like before we leave, before we things. sign up, I'm saying like, just can you tell me about something you're excited about? Just one thing. Like, what's one thing that's coming up that you're excited about? I'm excited. Anything. I don't know. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm just excited to go back and hang out with Peanut. That's good. Like, you know, I mean, I, I like, I truly do. So, and, you know, I don't want to, we were wrapping up. But, like, we're, we're really busy people. Uh-huh. And, you know, sadly, sometimes, like, during the week, and I think other people who are parents probably have the same experience. Uh-huh. Like, babies at like late like later at night are not nice people. Oh, I know. I babysat your child. 
terror. Like, you know, they get sleepy, they get real cranky, they get, you know. They're, they're like people are. Yeah, actually, that's, yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. Uh, but during the day, my child is a joy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she is, she's awesome. So I'm excited to um, to wrap up and um, and go home and you know, well, not home and play with my kid. But we'll be playing with my kid. You'll see her tomorrow. You'll see her later today. Oh yeah, we're going we're to bring her out. Thing. Yeah, she's gonna see the world a little bit today. Yeah, if good. it don't rain. Oh, is it gonna rain? I don't know. It kind of look, looks plans. a little gray. <laughs> 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 wow. On that note. On that note. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening thank again. For listening. It's always a pleasure. Listen, rate, r- please review. Like that that helps our show in ways that you guys can never really understand. Yeah, it really um, does. It helps other people find the show. If you can't share it, please review if you haven't already reviewed mm-hmm. on the show. Um, but thank you again and this is Eric. Bye. This is Eric. No, wait, I'm You're not, not Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You're Brittany. I'm Brittany. <laughs> God, I am pretty. See, I told you I was off this past couple weeks. All right, we'll hire you guys later. Bye. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.